The United States is becoming an increasingly fatherless society. A generation ago, an American child could reasonably expect to grow up with his or her father. Today, an American child can reasonably expect not to. Fatherlessness is now approaching a rough parody with fatherhood as a defining feature of American childhood. David Blagenhorn from his 1995 book, Fatherlessness in America. The King's Hall podcast exists to make self-ruled men who rule well and win the world. Well, welcome, gentlemen, back to the King's Hall podcast. We are in season two. I am one mm. of your hosts. I'm Eric Kahn. I'm joined by Pastor Brian Sauvet and Pastor Dan Burkholder. Brian has been gallivanting, creating beautiful music. <laughs> Psalmody. Gallivanting. It's been a long time. I do time. picture you skipping and singing now that you <laughs> mention it. I don't ever skip when I sing. It'd be really difficult to actually do I, those two things at the right, same time. You're right. You're right. Your mouth breathing would yeah. really be accentuated. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. It's been a while, but we're right back. We're right back. It. We are locked. I am so excited to be here, Eric. I was going to say, Dan, I have to get your excitement level about season two. I feel like... Your excitement is what drives us. Wow. And I, it's what our listeners are craving. Yeah, I think I think most people would describe me as just like an emotional tumultuous sea. So <laughs> I'm joy. glad. Of, of joy. Yeah, Sailing of joy. The wine exactly. Dark sea exactly. Joy. Just like more like, Dan, do you feel anything ever? Except joy. <laughs> Other than joy. <laughs> well, guys, we're excited to begin season two. And one of the things we want to do in this episode is just give a quick introduction and a lay of the land for what you, our listener, can expect from King's Hall Season 2. So the main theme for this season is going to be father hunger. And actually, I just want to start off by asking you guys, why this issue? Why did we feel like it warranted a whole season? Dan, as you read in the cold open, we're kind of picking up on this theme of fatherlessness is a real problem. But maybe for people who are saying, is it? Tell me more. Obviously, we'll have more episodes on this, but why this issue? Why did we pick this one? Well, I think if you if you understand what we were trying to do with season one, Eric, where we're taking this big 30,000-foot view in many in a senses of the idea of building a Christian society, mm. building Christendom, where we're, we're talking about all sorts of different aspects of human life, and we're basically saying in that season— that hopefully you've all listened to. If you haven't, go go finish. There's a lot of gold there that we hope will edify you. But what we're saying is that Christ is Lord here. Christ is Lord here of the state. Christ is Lord of local politics. Christ is Lord of the church. Christ is Lord of the family. And if we're going to build anything like Christendom, then we're going to need to recover that thesis that Christ is Lord over every part of what it means to be human. We're going to have to clear away the rubble that's been built up the shanty towns, as we put it last season, on our job site of this cathedral of the new Christendom, and and then we need to build, tear away the 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 dross, skim it off. Build, I'm mixing metaphors, and then we build the cathedral. And as you look at that, you start to see that running through almost every one of these stones in this cathedral, there's this fault line, there's this corruption there that touches on fatherlessness. We talked about fathers over and over, city fathers, church fathers, fathers in the home. And we started to realize, I think, that one of the issues we're going to have to deal with in some depth is this issue of father hunger. 
and and what do we do about it? It's and we'll talk about this as the season expands. But at the center of reality is a father. If we're going to rebuild anything properly, we're going to have to make sure that earthly fatherhood properly relates to that cosmic fatherhood of God. And so I think this warrants a whole season uh, because it is such an enormous issue and it touches every other issue. Well, yeah, I'll say it's how important it is in the in the grand scheme of actually like flourishing human society. Um, I would say that it is the most uh, fatherhood. The father is the most important human authority on earth. Mm. The most important, the single most important human authority mm. on earth is a father. I think you're right. And so when you when you look at building new Christendom, like you said, taking dominion, uh, one of the principles of warfare is a concentration of force. Mm-hmm. And so when you see uh, in a, in war, you see like a weak spot in the enemy's defenses you would employ the concentration of force and you would breach there. And obviously that's been happening to us, yeah, to, to us. Christian society for a long time, is that the weak spot in the, in the defenses have been fathers. Mm-hmm. And so there is a, a war being fought against fathers and fatherhood. And so what we're going to do is we're going to punch back. Yeah, We're going to show this weak spot and shore up our defenses. I, I mean, I think that's really what needs to happen in order to recover Christian ethics, Christian culture, and Christian worship is a strong class of fathers. And so we're going to look at the effects and the, the fallout of yeah. failed generations of fathers mm-hmm. and the fruit that it produces and then what we can do about it. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting, and we'll start to unpack some of the episodes now. Give you kind of a flyover country view of what we're going to, you know, talk about this season. But I found it really interesting in researching and in doing a lot of the prep for this season that these these issues we have, you know, things like statism and welfare welfare state, which has replaced the father. So kind of like twentieth century things that happen that are pretty unique. But when you go back to it, you you can list. You know, listen or read about in the uh, Fifth Commandment, Westminster Confession, pretty much this isn't a new problem. No. Right? They're talking about how fatherhood is God's plan for authority, order, and structure in the entire cosmos. So really, we have an advantage, too, because we have ancient pillars to stand on and rebuild. Yeah. We're not trying to reinvent something new. Even if you go back to Paul's statement, you have not many fathers. Mm. I mean, that is just a sentence from Paul that that's really stuck with me and rolled in my mind a lot as, as I'm thinking, what did Paul mean by that? Yeah. And all the way back there in the first generation of the church, Paul is saying, there's this issue where you need wise, old, sage men who can father you, raise up the next generation. And he didn't just mean physical fathers. He also meant church, you know, church fathers. And, uh, and, and so even all the way back there, you see this issue of father hunger rearing its head. Yeah, that's exactly right. So that kind of dovetails nicely into this this overview of the episodes for the season. But first, I guess it's worth noting as well, Brian, we have soundboard. Do we have the soundboard ready to go? Yeah, we do. And I can say one thing about it in Uh the language of Brian Sauvé. Yeah. 
Oh, no. It no. is oh, glorious. No. By the way. When did you say that? That was not me. I want to make that 100% clear. Are you sure? I'm that pretty sure that that is Will That's Will Ferrell. That's Will Ferrell. That's that, not me. That is Will Ferrell. You guys, kids, don't Google Will Ferrell. Don't ever watch any don't of this stuff. Except, look at what that's know, maybe from. Elf. None of that. Uh, we also, some some old throwbacks, Dan. Do we have a classic? Do Oh, we've got the classic. <laughs> we've got the classic. We've got some standbys. Hey, I mean, and gayness. 100% rejection of fatherhood. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, you homo. Exactly. Antithesis of fatherhood. That's exactly right. So it ties in. I it, mean, very tight. It, it all ties in. Sophisticated tie in there. <laughs> That's right. So we will have yeah. uh, episode, uh, the first couple episodes, we're going to be talking about father hunger. Where do we see it showing up in our culture? We're also going to be talking about what caused it. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to talk about how the state and welfare replace fathers in American life. Uh, why that's so important. By the way, so much of this happening in the 1960s, we're kind of mm -hmm. living with the fruit of it today. One of those things that we see showing up today as sort of bad fruit is also this OK Boomer phenomenon. Yeah. I didn't realize this, but there's like entire essays written on this topic. That really? Yeah. Wow. In the Atlantic and places like that. Yeah. Can't wait. So people picking up on that, we're going to talk about I bet about boomers that. wrote them. I'm just going to say. Oh, no. Boomers. They're like, stop. Some, some, there's some David French in there. Uh, some uh, my favorite author. Yeah, exactly. is not David French. <laughs> not <laughs> Just let David. me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish. But even the Dispatch is like, no more David French, please. Yeah, let's get send them to the New York whatever. Ooh, New York Libs. We can't yeah. do it. Is that the name of the paper? The New York Libs. New York Knicks. That he writes for. It's the oh, New York what, Knicks. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, gentlemen, we're also going to be talking about what are fathers for? Why do they exist? Uh, we'll consider some things from Paul's letter to Titus as well when he says to appoint elders to create order. So we see that uh, fatherhood is for order, among other things. We're also going to be talking about multi-generational visions. You know, we talk about that in the midst of our church. Mm -hmm. uh, Dan and I were talking about this the other day with young men. You know, what's your telos? What's your aim? What's your purpose? What's the compass points of principle that you live by mm -hmm. on a daily basis? And Dan, correct me if I'm wrong, but so often we hear... I, I don't know. I've never, I've never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Even you had tweeted something that we were talking about the mm. other day and it was about. Oh vision. yeah. Do you remember the quote Seneca? Yeah. Yeah. If a man doesn't know which Harbor he sails for any wind seems right or something like yes. that. And so, uh, some of the comments were like, yeah, but how do I do that? We, and we got you. We're going to help you. Yes. Yep. If you have that question, that's one of the things we want to do. I think to Brian's point from earlier, we're trying to be very blue-collar and practical because it's it's one thing to talk about these lofty, you know, city-states and the things that we would want to build, and even ideas like Christian nationalism. Yeah. But that's 50 years down the road of fruitful, faithful plotting in local communities, mm -hmm. establishing households. Um, and I think a lot of it, too, helping young men with just, you know, practical ways that you can build a robust household. So sort of tied into this as well is also uh, uh, episodes that we'll do on generational sins. Some of the things that I've seen on Twitter is when you correct a generational sin, either in the millennials, but most likely it's in the older generations, we get a lot of pushback and we say you should yeah. never point out the failures. And then on the other hand, we have a lot of, I would call it reviling that goes on from both camps. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be talking about how do you correct generational sins and errors while still honoring the fifth commandment, yeah, still honoring your fathers and fathers not exasperating your children. We're going to talk about the fifth commandment. As we said before, there's more than one type of father. 
uh, Thomas Watson and others have pointed this out, and we're going to talk about why it is so important. And then, Dan, we're going to talk about a subject I know that is near and dear to your heart. So I'm on this new eating program. Well, you've been digesting, man. It's like two pounds of bison a day, Loki. Which is wealth, inheritance, legacy, and productive property. Makes me sound greedy when you say that. Dan, you are all about but wealth. I'm all about, <laughs> all about, all about it. it. I just want it. We call him Someday, money bags, Dan. But not really. <laughs> because Someday. it's elder qualification. Yeah, anyway. uh, except for that part. But, but We're yeah, joking. It is actually kind of interesting because in our culture, particularly evangelical culture, yep. if you talk about wealth and you, you say like anything positive about it, yeah. we've sort of been living in this poverty gospel world, especially in the yep. conservative branches. Where wealth is always bad. Yeah, even some of the verses of you just if you said them and you didn't tell someone, that was literally a Bible verse. It, People would be like, "Wow, that was pretty." I don't know. Okay, Creflo. <laughs> Wise like, fathers leave an inheritance. Jesus well, said a that spiritual <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, spiritual, a spiritual inheritance. That only. was just Proverbs guy. I mean, it wasn't Creflo. That's right. So Dan, we'll be talking about wealth and inheritance. We're also going to be talking about if I if I could. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> if yeah. I could. If because you may. Listen, listen. No, I think I think. One reason to whet the appetite there is that this is such an important issue that's neglected is that so much of what's gone wrong relates to the interlocking of legacy and wealth building and generational cooperation where instead of giving, we're robbing. There's been robbery instead of legacy building. Mm. And that's one of the reasons why this issue is so fraught, like why it's so painful for many young men. Well, and you think about it, it's like we, when you do marriage counseling, you know, what's one of the, you kind of look for these key issues that are typical sources of conflict. Yeah. Well, finance is always one. Mm-hmm. But it's also that way, you know, Luke 12, you have the two young men coming to Jesus and saying, help us figure out what to do with the inheritance. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the problem is because the father didn't do that. Mm-hmm. He didn't settle things. He didn't set them up well. And so it's going to cause conflict and tension. Yeah. And and I think when Jesus says, you know, what am I an arbiter over the situation, I think Ultimately, what he's saying is, you know, fathers should be doing that. Mm. That's something that fathers should be doing. And I think if you don't have the wealth inheritance question teed up the right way and biblically, which we typically haven't done in our culture, that's where a lot of this okay boomer angst, I think, is actually coming from. Mm. It's it's tied to money and wealth and inheritance. Yeah. Agree, Dan? Oh, yeah. I just don't want to give too much away. I mean, we don't want to do yeah, the episode whoa. right now. True. Good point. But a little whoa. spoiler. Yeah. So... I don't know if you guys have ever said this or heard this said, but I have more time than money. Um, I also think that an inheritance of time is being stolen mm. generationally, not just a wealth of finances, yeah. but also of time. Dan, that's genius. Well, we'll see. We'll have to talk about it. Speaking of genius, we're going to talk about divided and unproductive households, which are not genius. <laughs> but how did we get here where we have sort of the ruin of Christendom? Because... We no longer, as Anthony Esselin might say, we no longer think of the household as a productive entity. Mm. Uh, Wendell Berry called it the household, an economy of love. How many of us think of our household like an economy? Yeah. He said it was the central economy in all of society. It's probably closer to what C.R. Wiley calls the place where you go to sleep and watch Netflix. Yeah, it's like a hotel. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to be talking about that. We are also going to be talking about some biographical examples of wise city fathers like Alfred the Great. Of course. One of my faves. You can't talk about fathers without talking about one of the greatest stories of a father of a nation. A father of a nation. In our, especially in, in our past as inheritors in many ways of the Anglo Empire, you know, the, the English Commonwealth and, 
you trace that back. It's amazing that you find this father there at the the headwaters in many ways. What's well, also interesting on the issue of city fathers because we typically think of uh, fathers in the political space as that you shouldn't you shouldn't legislate morality. We always hear this. Um, I had a comment on Twitter the other day about you know I think pornography should be made illegal. Yeah. It's horrible. But there were all these Christians on there who were saying, well, it's not for us to bring our morality into the public sphere. And I was like, well, that's exactly what a city father is yeah. supposed to do. It's also what they're doing to you. Yes. With their saying it's wrong for you to – I think they were saying that publicly. Yes. They're on Twitter. So, I mean – Yeah, on. so a huge a huge issue <laughs> that we'll deal with. One of the other ones uh, – What do they teach in schools? Well, it is public logic. school. Status. Come on. Come on. God, you know. Get out of here. Logic is go, out. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That Yeah, logic is out. So we're going to be talking about initiatory rights between old men and young men, uh, why those are missing in our society and why we need them. And then, Dan, I know you don't have any daughters yet. Yeah. But we're Eric, going to be talking. Eric told me the other day, he's like, Dan, I hope you keep having kids because having a daughter would be really sweet. And you don't have. No. But Gentlemen, you gotta, that's I'm why so sorry. You just got to. I'm telling you. You got to keep pushing that Look, ball I don't want to salt the wound, but Winifred. I know. When I was traveling this week, I had a Winifred-sized hole in my heart. <laughs> That's a big hole. She's <laughs> a big baby. So, I mean, <laughs> I it was it was terrifying. No, yes. Oh, but that's so something good. I think it's worth talking about. Uh, we, you know, we talk a lot about fathers and sons, rightly so. The sons are going to be future fathers. Uh, but it struck me the other day. I was watching uh, some some kids from the church. We were watching them. They got up from nap, and one of the little girls. Handed me her blankie and said, uh, just kind of pointed at the rocking chair. <laughs> yeah. Said, I, I need snuggles. Yeah. Get, get it. And go, I was get thinking, over there. wow, my teenage boys are not like that at all. <laughs> Good. This, this is a Good. different successful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, successful. Good that, job. That's but exactly neither right. are my little boys. They're yes. more like, oh, there's daddy. Pull out his beard hairs and punch him. <laughs> punch him. Punch him. <laughs> but I, th- I, I think the reality here, as we'll get into in that episode, is that daughters have been and, and women have been ruined yeah. by the lack of fatherly care, guidance, counsel, leading them well into life. Mm. A, a little teaser. I was reading a book on modesty uh, by Wendy Shallot, and she says something in there. She says, yeah, everybody complains that women are the possession of men. And she said, but what is so bad about being loved by the person who has possession of you? And I thought that's oh. a really interesting thought. Wow. You belong to someone and they love you. Yeah. That's a good thing. Man, and when you hear the phrase father hunger, I think most of us, we think about men and boys and sonship, and but father hunger is just as much about daughters. Oh, big time. Just as much. We didn't make a society with the failing failure points that it has today just by messing up the sons. No, no, no. We messed up the daughters too, and father hunger is going to be right at the heart of that. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, last thing I'll say, gentlemen, about the upcoming season, we have a lot of exciting interviews. Dan, we got to sit down with Mr. Christopher Wiley. Very exciting conversation. I'm excited to share that conversation. Yeah, Obviously, we've already had it. But uh, C.R. Wiley, we, we talked about establishing households. We talked about productive property. One of the things I loved in that episode, which I thought was great, it was a great conversation piece. I hope it whets people's appetite. Chris made a comment about his sons. He said, yeah, you need to help your your sons figure out how to win the girl. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's great. Dan, your thoughts on that interview? Yeah, yeah, I thought it went really, really well. I'm, I'm, I was listening to him. I'm like, I, I love my father. 
so don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was kind of like, will you be my dad too? Because <laughs> need- he 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 really looks like a good father, yeah. and you should listen to him. Yeah, really helpful. We yeah. we like Chris too because I think he's one of those guys on the the older side of the spectrum, but just in, he's an encourager. Yes, I think he's trying to encourage the young men, encourage the old men to do the right thing. And then Brian, we have some other interviews hopefully lined up as well. Yeah, I'm very excited about those. Yeah. Uh, any subject matters that you're particularly interested in mm. from interview? Yeah, I mean, there are some people that that I'm hoping will agree to some interviews this season that we have on the list. We have grand plans for them. Grand. We said, this is what we want to know from you. And they're, they're the kind it's of like thing. like Joe where, Rogan yeah, yeah, and yeah, Jordan Peterson. And, Actually, I don't. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm just kidding. They're, they're okay. Neither of those yeah, guys. They're all right. <laughs> yeah, whatever. They've got some stuff, but... No, I, they're, we're trying to have some conversations this season that are the kind of conversations you go, man, wouldn't it be amazing if we could get that guy just to talk about this thing? Yeah. Like, it seems like this is his wheelhouse, and he's get you know teased it here and there in a book, and I just want to, like, sit down and say, teach me about this thing. Yeah. And uh, I, I think we'll be able to bring some of those to you listeners this season and uh, hope they're, they're edifying. We try not to, um, on the King's Hall... We try not just to get clout interviews. I hope that you, you know, there's like a podcast model of let's just get the guy, whoever has the most followers on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook that we can find, get an interview hoping that they get make our audience bigger. And you'll know that's what we're doing <laughs> if you see like King's Hall has Andrew Tate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> unless unless he, he turns I on mean, the computer from prison. Would he prison. say yes? And we say, say Christ is Lord. Say Christ that's is right. Lord. And that's Sir, you need to repent. No, you need to repent, okay. like, a, a lot. Someone asked me the other day, what do you think about Andrew Tate? And I was like, he needs the Lord Jesus Christ yes. because he's a, he's a huge sinner. So we don't want to do that. We, whether someone is, maybe even you haven't heard of them, all the way up to, oh, yeah, we, we really do know that guy. I've read his books, whatever. Whether it's either of those situations, what we want to bring to you are these conversations that are going to move the needle in your life on the subjects. Regardless of platform, regardless of reach, we want to bring you these kind of conversations that will actually make a difference in your day so that you can, at the end of the interview, say, so what, and answer that question with, a, with, with, with helpful things for you to do and bring into your own life. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely, as I would say, huge. Glorious, even. Gloriously huge. Dan, the last thing I want to talk about in this episode is we have an exciting new project, obviously, with New Christendom Press. So this is the parent cathedral size press that oversees Hardman Podcast, King's Hall. Brian, you have a little podcast that has a name I can't remember. Yeah, is uh, it? It, it, Bright, 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 Bright Star, <laughs> Bright, Bright, Bright Fireplace. Bright, Bright Fireplaces. Bright Stove. Bright stove. <laughs> it's all about the kitchen. No, bright the, hearth. The bright hearth. We have Brian's music. Yeah. What, by the way, what were you just recording? I was just wrapping up this week as we record this year early in January, year of our Lord 2023. Uh, I was wrapping up the Psalms album, Even Dragons Shall Him Praise. Mm. Ten Psalms, two original songs, and uh, also did some production on one song from a project that no one knows about unless you're a patron. Or like us, or you guys. I mean, you guys too. But do I know about it? Is it a hidden track? No. You remember no. when they used to do that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do people still do that? You wait long enough on yeah. the song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, you're like, no. why is this song eight minutes long? And then you, and then that, you find out. Hey, that's actually a great idea. I'm gonna, 
I got to think about you this. Know, we, <laughs> Ray, you should edit that out so that it would be a surprise. So it would actually be a surprise then, though. Yeah. That, this would be the genesis. People would be like, deep cut. That was Dan's idea. Boom. Deep cut. But it yeah, all is. Got some, uh, it all it's is. All, it's all Dan's <laughs> idea. It all, always no. was. Always was me. When, when can people <laughs> pick up the Psalms? Album? So it, it, right now, what we're aiming for is to finish up all of the production by the first week of February. And I'm hoping to get the guy who mastered all of Death Cab for Cutie's best records to master the album. Really? Because uh, my friend and producer knows him. Really? And is actually, like, ministered to him. So pretty cool story behind that. But um, I'm hoping to get that all done first week of February and have a patrons and backers of the project should hopefully get it there uh, first week of February sometime. And then public launch. We're aiming for first week of March. Man, that's exciting. So as you listen to this podcast, I don't think it'll be out yet still. Look forward to that. Hope you guys like it. It's been a lot of work. And I hope it's glorious. Oh, it's going to be glorious. Uh, Speaking of glorious, the last project I'll mention is uh, we did an interview with Chris Wiley. We've also got a book that we are under contract with Chris uh, to write. He should, Lord willing, be done in the fall. So good. That book is about risk. Mm. Uh, Aimed at, I think, young men, but also old men. It doesn't really matter what phase of life you're in. Chris has some wonderful outlined ideas, Dan, to talk about risk. I think it's a huge issue, culture of safetyism. So be on the lookout for that, and uh, we will we'll have more to say about it. But I, yep. I'm excited about it. Yeah, that should be coming in the fall, winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Yep. This year, next year, be so. a Christmas present for next yeah. year. There you go. Lord willing, Lord willing. So, gentlemen, we are embarking now on season two of the Kings Hall podcast. Encourage our readers to stay tuned. Become a patron if you're not yet a patron. Yeah, it's a great way to support this show. Also, get exclusive content. We are going to be having. Do you remember After Hours? Do you remember what that was like? Oh, After Hours. My life has been emptier because of the lack of After Hours. Yeah, yeah. After Hours when we actually, like, had some whiskey, too. Oh, well, Come it's on. back. It's back. People, it's ba- we people so can't back. see this, but it is. It's back. We back. So. Yeah, so. I'm still just eating meat, so I don't know. <laughs> Dan, I don't know so. Can we make a meat tea that Dan can toast with? <laughs> Should it's we make this broth. episode about carnivore, too? Uh, please, Can we no. please? So today we're going to make beef tea. Great, dude. I've been doing a lot of elk meat and sea lion liver. Uh-huh. Yeah, the sea lion liver for the Omegas and the elk meat for the Joe Rogan. Please, Please no. <laughs> no. You know what also no. we need? A, we need a sound that says carnivore, no. and then Ben and I just yelling, no, no, boo. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, we appreciate you guys joining us for this episode. Very excited about season two. And until next time, Festin Alente, make haste slowly. 